Okay, we are on the bottom of Yud Test Amr Beis, all the way at the bottom, second from the bottom line. Just to get ourselves oriented again. Basically, the conversation we were having was a machlokas between Rabbi Shimon and the Rabbanon about in a situation of Eishas Ach Shaloh Olamo, right? Non-contemporaneous brother. Basic case, Ruvain and Shimon. Ruvain's married. He passes away. And then Shimon uh, does Yibum with Ruvain's wife. He's been calling her Sarah, right? At, at some point after Ruvain's death, Levi, a third brother, is born. And the Machlokas between Rabbi uh, Shimon and the Rabbana was as follows. Uh, the Rabbana hold that as long as Reuven and, and, and Levi were never alive at the same time, no matter what happens, if Shimon marries Sarah, you know, Sarah, Shimon, it doesn't matter what happens, doesn't do anything with her, Levi can never do Yibam with Sarah. They're always forbidden to each other. That's never something that can happen. However, Rabbi Shimon's of the opinion that, well, that's only true if she was still sort of available for Yibam when Levi was born. However, if Shimon had already married, um, Shimon had already done Yibam with um, Sarah, so then that whole concept of Eshach kind of dissipates, it goes away, because now she's married to somebody new, and the man she's married to now, uh, Shimon, Ruvain, uh, was alive at the same time as him. So basically, the basic Mahogs from Shimon and the Rabbanon is, is is that something that is sort of like a temporary status, or is it something that's stamped in and then, you're, and then it's there forever? And that was sort of the Mahlokos um, from Shimon and the Rabbanon. So we saw the Gemara asked, what's the Svara for Shimon? We gave the answer. And then the Gemara asked, well, what's the, what's the Svara for the Rabbanon? Why the Rabbanon holding this, this concept just you know, keeps going on and on forever? Where does that come from? And so the Gemara answered, and that's the third line from the bottom here. Right? So in the language of referring to the Yibum, it actually says you take her as a wife and you do Yibum with her. It's a kind of, it's an extra language. You could just say, or and he takes her as a wife. The fact that he used both, the Gemara makes a Jerusha to say, even when Shimon marries her, what happens? Her, whatever her, the halachas that applied to her when she was a Yavama still are maintained. And that's why even if Shimon would die and Levi wants to do Yibam with her, that's not going to work because again, Levi was once an Eishas Ach Shalohi for this woman. Okay, fine. So the Gemara now is going to attack this Svara of the Rabbanah. And it says as follows, Ella, if this is really true, what the Rabbanon said, then Hadistan, we learned in the Mishnah as follows. So what happens if he, Taka marries her, right? Let's say, you know, uh, any case of Yibam, but Shimon, you know, any, anyone does Yibam. When they do Yibam, they get married. Good, so now they're married. Uh, this is not just Mimer, but they actually had Tashmish, had a full-fledged Yibam. Good, now they're married. The halacha issue is like his wife. Going to the next page. So you learn from here that when, uh, let's say a man, uh, a man does Yibam, Ruven dies, he has, a, uh, he has a, a wife, he never had a child, Shimon, the brother, does Yibam. Great. What's the halacha if, if Shimon and Sarah doesn't work out so well? 
And did Yibam and Yom? After a few years, it's not going so well. What's the halacha? So how does he, how does he end the marriage? Does he do chalitza? No, he does gerishin. He gives her a get because they're married, right? So, and not only that, if he gives her a get and he wants to do, he wants to, you know, uh, they, want, they want to marry Machter Grusha, so he wants to marry her again, right? It turns out they want, to, they want to reconcile. He can also, again, assume he's not a Kohen, he can also do that. Also fine. Um, fine. So look at Rashi. Rashi says, on the top of the page, Shemagasha beget, ve'in natsricha chalitza, she doesn't use chalitza, v'imratza la'achzir, machzira, v'lo amrinan, mitzvah ram yerachman alea, ve'avda, we don't say, oh, the Torah gave him a mitzvah to do, and he did it. Umehashta, take you alea, be'isra eishazach. And what could we have said? Again, any yavam ever, right, starts off with the problem that he is forbidden to his sister-in-law because she's his sister-in-law. Because right? he's the wife of his brother. That's an Isra that exists all the time. And the Chiddush of Yibam is that instead of having the Isra of Eshazach, Yibam allows them to get married. So, what, so if the status, if my Yibam relationships remain, what might you have said? Once they, uh, once they did Yibam, so now that goes away. Um, and and uh, and she should become like like uh, Eshazach again. He shouldn't be allowed to remarry her again. Okay. So why is that a kasha? The kasha is if you're telling me now that the Eshazach Shalayabalamo, right, still exists afterwards, right? So what might I, I might have said the same thing here. So after I do uh, Yibum with a woman and then divorce her, what should happen? She's my Eshazach again. I can't marry. I can't marry her again. What do you see? You see that no. Once I marry her, she becomes my wife, and the yibum, you know, relationships, etc. All that stuff goes away. That's what I was trying to argue. It's a little. It's a little different. It's a little different because at this point, you know, he, he had this Easter the whole time, which had nothing to do with yibum per se. But the but the bottom line is, it's the same concept that he had an Israelish until he did yibum with her, and it's the same person also until he did yibum with her. Once he did, now she changes into just being his wife. So, so you could make the argument that, uh, you know, Levi has his Israel's Ach on this woman until she marries Shimon, at which point she becomes Mamish, his wife, right? It's the root of Shimon's argument being that she became Mamish, his wife. So when he, when she, when, uh, when he dies, she should have this new relationship with Levi, which is totally new. So the Gemara says, no. Um, oh, sorry. Sorry, sorry. The Gemara continues the question. The Gemara is going to explain the question. Sorry, the Gemara itself tells us the answer. So the Gemara says, no. If you're telling me in this case that she's, uh, that once he, once he marries her and now he wants to get divorced, he, can, he gives her a get, I could have said, what do you mean? Your whole pasuk, the whole point was that the yibum status remains. So I want this is a much simpler question the way I said it. If, uh, forget what I said before. That the point is, the Gemara said, there's a Pasuk of, Marry her, and, 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 and you've done Yibum. So the Gemara says, oh, you see that the Yibum, the Yibum relationship sort of remains. So if that's true, says the Gemara, and that was what we said, that's why the actually Abelamo, again, still can't do Yibum with her, even after she marries uh, Shimon. So the Gemara says, if that's true, if the Yibma means that the Yibum relationships remain, then in the situation where a man does Yibum and wants to get divorced, what should he do? He should do Chalitza. Because the Yibum relationship still remains. So what do you see? It must be that's not true. So let's apply the same rule to 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 Yishtach Shalayabalam. So 
So answers the Gemara, shiny hasam, no, different. The Amakra, vilakha lo liisha. Kevin shalakha naseis ki ishto lechodavar. So it's a separate pasuk. So it's a two different sukkim. So the, the Gemara says, well, in this case it's different. Why? Because in this case where he just did straight up Yibam, so what's the rule? So once you v'lakcha lolisha, she becomes his full wife, right? He accepts her as a full wife. Um, and at that point, once they get married, he's considered their wife l'chodavar. It's not a separate pasuk, is it? It's the same pasuk, correct? It looks like it's the same pasuk. Let me see. Yeah, it's the same exact. Um... Yeah, it's the same exact pasuk, but they're splitting up the drasha. So on the one hand, you have v'lacha lo v'yivma that teaches me this rule by Eishasach, and then you have the same exact pasuk, but a drasha just on the word v'lacha lo which teaches me she's his wife l'chol Okay, two different drashas on the same. Pasuk. Again, but it's two different parts. And one is on the Lachalolisha part, which teaches me that she is his wife, the Chaldavar. And then the, set, the first Rosh, the way we learned before, Lachalolisha, Vibma, adding that word Vibma, which teaches me that the Yibumen remain. So the Gemara is going to be bothered by this because you have the same Pasuk sort of teaching me opposite things. So the Gemara says, Ihachi, Hachanami. So exactly. The Gemara says, Great. Yeah, I, I understand. Right? That's exactly our point. Let, her, let him be the, the, full, the, the full wife, and then this whole thing falls apart. So Mara says, no, no, but I have the other, part, other word that says that the, that the Yibam status remains. What am I going to do here? So Mara says, like, so Mara, Isa, what are you, how are you understanding this case to explain that in one scenario, we say Vima, see the Yibam status remains? And in another case, we use the other part of the passage and say, no, that they're fully married, and the Yibam status is blown up and, and is gone. So Gemara explains as follows: Mistavra shadi hatera ahatera v'shadi isura ahisura. I'll explain to you what's going on, says the Gemara, and you can tell me how much you like this svara. You worked it out a little bit last night, but you tell me. I'll tell you what I think it means. But basically, as follows: Look at the Gemara. Look at Rashi. Rashi says shadi hatera lemedrish v'lakcha deloti by chalitza ahatera hecha dekula milsa heter kegon biyamabim eishes ach. What, what's the case that we were talking about? Remember what each case is. The case of a normal Yibam, Eishazach, the whole thing is permissible. There's never been a question that a brother can do Yibam with his brother's wife. That's always permissible. In Yibam, it's always permissible. There's no Isser involved. Always permissible. So the Jerash of Lakcha Lo Lisha applies what? Again, which is a case which is teaching me everything smooth and fine and remains you know, in, in, in place in a normal way. That's in the case of the, the regular Yibum, which involves no Isurim, no Arayos, everything is fine. So for that case, we use the Pasuk, V'lakcha lo Lisha. However, V'shadi Isura, what was our other case? Other case was Eishas Ach Shaloyabolamo, which everyone agrees at some point is a pseudo-erva, right? An Isra case, where he's forbidden to this woman. So in that case, V'shadi Isura Lemedrish V'yibma Adayin Yevubim Aleha. What's V'yibma teach me? It teaches be like a prohibition, right? That he's still not allowed to marry her. Who should that go on? That should go on the case of the person who was originally forbidden, right? Meaning, if there's two parts of the two parts of a pasuk, we're teaching me two different drushes. One to teach me they stay married and everything's fine, 
And another teaches me, no, there's still an Isra here. So which one's going to go on which? So the, the case that involves someone who is usher to somebody else, meaning the case of actually Abalamo, is going to have a, a Jerusha, which teaches me that the Isra remains in, in, in place. Right? If, that, if, that's the, you know, if I have to choose a place to put that Jerusha, I'll put it in the place where there was already an Isra. But if I'm going to choose a, 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 a Jerusha, which is going to teach me something that everything's fine and dandy, and just remains, remains status quo in a heter way, so I'll choose the case that began with a case that was totally permissible. In the first case, the Hainu, a regular case of Yibam. So in that, in that case, that's how the Gemara wants to argue that they've taken the same Pasuk, split it in half, sort of, made two drushes with it. One applies to one scenario and one applies to another scenario. So the fact, and, and, and by doing this, they want to argue that in, our, in the case where uh, they did Yibam originally, uh, where there was Eshach Shalai Be'olamo, according to Rabbanon, right? Even when, when the brother does uh, Shimon, married, uh, married Sarah, it doesn't make, and then Levi's born, it doesn't make a difference. The bottom line is, um, Levi remains Eshach Shalai Be'olamo forever. Yibam, Adain Yibam status remains, and that's true even though in a case of regular Yibam, when uh, any, uh, any, any Yibam takes place, once they're married, they're totally married, and when it's time to get not married, you go now to Ishas, right? Not to Yibam, because the Yibam status has been removed. That's the way the Gemara wants to make this argument. Yeah? Again, you could, uh, one could argue that, like, how do you know that's correct, and how do you make such a distinction? That's, that's the argument the Gemara wants to make. Okay. Fine. So Gemara now is going to jump back to Rabbi Shimon for a minute. Although Rabbi Shimon the Amar, Right, Rabbi Shimon, what was his svara? What was Rabbi Shimon's reason to allow Levi to yibam with Sarah if she had already done yibam with Shimon? Right? Again, that case was, right? Ruvain's married to Sarah. Ruvain dies. Shimon does yibam with Sarah. And then Levi's born. Right? When Levi's born, okay, he never knew Ruvain, but he gives, when he's born, Shimon's already married to Sarah. So let him do Yibun with his sister-in-law, just like any other case of Yibun. And that's Shimon's approach. When he showed up, she was already mutter to him, meaning this, the, the Yibun scenario was already permissible to him. And that was Shimon's svara. Okay? So according to him, Elameyata, always means, if that's true, we have the following problem. So, like, meaning, if that's, ra- literally means rather from here. But meaning, according to this, basically, what's going to happen? The following scenario. Achoso me'imo. And there's a very, very good um, drawing of this, actually, in the art scroll. If you have your art scroll, there, there's a very good drawing of this. It's going to help to explain the case. Um, you have a man's sister from his mother, okay, his maternal sister, who marries his paternal brother. Okay, so his paternal brother is married to his maternal sister. Nolad ach, and then another brother is born. Umeis. Okay, so look at look at the case. Look at the everyone had that chart, that art scroll chart. Everyone has that. Um, so basically, you have right. You have, you know what? Just look at look at. I'll read you source uh, note six there. Just explains the case very nicely. The case is the following: Yaakov married Leah who bore him Ruvain, and then died. At the same time, Amram married Yocheved, uh, who bore him Miriam, and then Amram died. Okay? 
the widower Yaakov married the widow Yocheved. So then, then Yaakov and Yocheved get married. Yaakov's son Ruvain then marries uh, Yocheved's daughter Miriam. Okay, so these two people marry each other. Fine. Uh, because Reuven and Miriam are not related to each other at all, right? Um, fine. Because their, their parents each had them when they were not married. And now their parents got married afterwards, right? So it's not, right? Um, subsequently, what happens? Yocheved bore Yaakov a son. So now there's another son, Shimon, who's born. And Shimon is now Reuven's paternal brother and Miriam's uh, maternal sister. Shimon is right, Reuben's paternal brother, and he is Miriam's maternal brother. Um, when Shimon is born, he encounters his maternal sister Miriam married to his paternal brother Reuben. Right, so Shimon shows up. Miriam and Reuben are already married, right? And then what happens? And now Reuben. And now what happens when Reuben dies? Okay, what happens when Reuben dies? So when Reuben dies, what happens? It's his sister who is married to Reuben. So can Reuven, can Shimon do Yibum with Miriam? What would you say? No way, right? That's his sister. How can he do Yibum with her? That's his sister. So the Gemara says the following strange conclusion that might be possible. Says the Gemara, according to Reb Shimon, um, so we said, He should be allowed to marry her. Why? Hoel Oba Umatza Beheter. Right? Because when he showed up, she was in theory permitted to him in the Yibum scenario. What do we mean? Um, that, that at that moment when she when he's born, what happens? Right? So Gamar so the base explanation is like this, right? When uh, yeah, look at the note. The note explains it here also. Right? Um, when Shimon was born, he encountered Miriam in a state of being potentially fit for Yibum, for she was already married to his paternal brother. Let us therefore say that Shimon is allowed to stand in his brother's place and perpetuate the marriage through Yibum, even though the widow is his own maternal sister. So like the, the svar being, if you're going to talk about whenever the scenario is potentially permissible, so that should be fine. Meaning he's in Asia's Ach, Shaloya Balamo, but in this case, going to Shimon, he's not. Why? Because she was, again, she was already married to his brother. So if you think it's a, a strange svara, the Gemara does also. The Gemara answers, what are you talking about? <laughs> but yeah, but she's for Asr to him. She's his sister. That's not going to work. So the Gemara says, Hachanami, Isra Achim, Shaloya Balam. Lahechan Azal, meaning you're gonna you, you respond to me. That's ridiculous, right? Because the, the the that relationship is still there between him and the sister. So I'll say to you, same kasha, right? Meaning you're telling me I'm ridiculous. I'll tell you it's not so ridiculous because you're telling me that Eishazach which is a which is a real iser and has been there the whole time. You say that once he goes and marries that she goes and marries Shimon, that it's over. Why? Why is it over? They had this issue that was in place. So the Gemara answers, what do you mean? Ha'yisru de le'isleihetera, ha'yisru de isleihetera. The Gemara answers, no, they're not the same. You're comparing apples and oranges. The Yisru of, of, of marrying your sister exists forever. If you're paying attention to Yom Kippur and Mincha, right? We went through all the arrives. I don't know if you guys noticed, right? Um, but the, the, that Yisru, to say that, what do you mean? The Yisru, uh, 
the, we said the, the, the Isra of marrying your sister, where did that go? Ah, they said, see, I gotcha. The Isra of, uh, of uh, Ishtach Shalev Olamo, where did that go? My response, what do you mean? They're not the same thing. Ishtach Shalev Olamo can go away. How? If Shimon marries her. But if Shimon marries Sarah, then that's over. Ruben's out of the picture. But your sister, that is, remains forever. There's never a scenario where a person can marry their sister. But what, what you see is like this. It's a, it, it sort of comes back to the same point, which is a, a difference in logic and the way the Rabbanon and Rav Shimon are reading the Isra of the, the Rabbanon have always seen it as something that exists and never goes away. Once there's such an Isra, it never goes away. In fact, to the extent that they are willing to compare it to the case of marrying your own sister. Right? As opposed to Rav Shimon who says, no, what do you mean? Those are two totally different things. I would never have thought to compare Isra Ashleibolamo to Ashleibolamo uh, to the case of of marrying your sister because those two cases are not the same. One is temporary and one is permanent. So it just as we said that already on the bottom of the last half, but it sort of comes to a head here in this last conversation where the Gemara tries to make what seems almost like an outlandish possibility of arguing that Shimon could do yibum with his with his maternal sister um, in such a scenario. Because again, because he was born after Ruvain and, and his sister were married already. Um, if it doesn't make sense to you, that possibility, I think that's sort of the point. The point is that it doesn't really make sense. Um, and the Gemara, the, Gemara, the Rabbanon side wants to make the argument, see, that makes no sense, and so too, Eish actually Olamo, going away makes no sense. And Rashimon says, no, just not marrying your sister makes no sense. The idea of marrying your sister makes no sense. It's never po- possible. And Eish Dachshel Abelamo, it's possible that it could be uprooted if, again, the woman at some point had married the other brother. So that takes us to, to, to the end of this whole uh, conversation. If at the beginning you thought you'd never understand Eish Dachshel Abelamo, and now we talk about it like, no problem, we totally know what it is, so you should feel accomplished. And uh, we will pick up from the mission tomorrow.